raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You mentioned the dwindling numbers of the Indy Star. I've been hesitant to talk about this, Ooh. but since we're talking about it, Got an inside source. I do like inside sources. Inside information that their annual subscriptions, paid subscriptions, is around 3,000. <laughs> now, think about this. Think about how big Indianapolis is. Oh, this is the paper of record, right? And the Indy Star has done in the past some amazing work. The whole Larry Nasser thing, the U.S. gymnastics thing, well done. Right. Great job. But for every Larry Nasser story, there's been just a ton of just minor league level bullcrap. Like the angles they take. I can't remember who the writer was, but after the Greenwood Mall shooting, oh yeah, they decided to go after Eli Dickin, the hero of that situation, because he had his gun in a gun-free zone, even though he saved the day and eliminated, you know, surely more fatalities in that mall, he had a gun in a gun-free zone, and a writer made him the bad guy. And it, it's because of that crap right there that my source, and again, I don't have access to the numbers, I can't right. verify it, right. but somebody in the know has told me their paid subscriptions are around 3000 And by the way, that's really scary because uh, several other Gannett, that's who owns the USA Today paper network, several other Gannett newspapers around the country have been shut down for much, much less. And I can confirm that there have been several conversations in the upper administration at Gannett to, like the Columbus Dispatch, shut down the Indianapolis Star. And I make this promise to our listeners out there that if the Indianapolis Star goes bankrupt, I will buy it for 31 cents. <laughs> and I I will run the Indianapolis Star and and I will turn it into literally just a publication that covers sports and restaurants and nothing else until we can figure out what on God's green earth is going on. Here's since we're speaking of the star, here's a headline in your wheelhouse. Oh, okay. Because again, you're the education guy, right? Is it a headline announcing that their strike that they hosted finally ended? Is that the headline? No, no, oh, no. Oh, guess that kind of faded into oblivion. Well, what's this headline? Two days ago, okay. from your friends at the Indy Star, gotcha. quote, just days before most Indiana schools start, a sex education law will remain on the books after a federal judge's decision. Ooh, so that makes it sound like that the Indiana legislature banned sex education for all K-12 through schools. Gee, I sure hope they didn't completely misrepresent that. <laughs> oh, wait! Yes, they did, yet again. The law in question simply bans any teacher from talking about sexuality, gender fluidity, or other kinds of transgender awe medical nonsense in kindergarten through third grade classrooms. You are not allowed to discuss sexual concepts with children under the age of 10 on the taxpayer dime. That is the big, bad, horrible law. We can't talk about gay sex with children, Hammer. Isn't it sad? I mean, really, that's what the headline is. If you're paraphrasing the headline, the Indy Star is upset that young kids can't learn about sex. 
And this is, again, this is just par for the course. Their reporters do not actually do any decent kind of journalism. I have to send all of, so we have three categories of news over at the Daily Signal. We have straight news reporting. We have analysis and commentary. And if I do not meet a very specific series of standards that my editors grill me over, the piece does not get labeled as news. It gets labeled as my opinion, which, by the way, those are some good stories sometimes. But the Indianapolis Star runs straight news pieces that are full of all of this opinionated garbage and omission. They'll they'll carefully just leave things out and they'll have to go back and correct things. It is a garbage rag of a newspaper. And by the way, people on social media think so. And I mean, just go back to last week when we lost Ron Sexton, the iconic uh, Bob and Tom cast member, uh, phenomenal comedian, good guy. The picture they chose to use to announce the passing of Ron was one of their former employees dressed up as Donnie Baker for Halloween. That's the photo. So of the millions of pictures of Donnie Baker, you can find pretty much anywhere online. The one they chose to go with was one of their former employees who looked nothing like Ron dressed up as him for Halloween. So I, I have just kind of thought about this. Uh, I went to college for education and for uh, pre-med biology. Those were my majors. And then I got two graduate degrees that were education degrees. Uh, I never majored in journalism. And I get raked by progressives all the time whenever I write stories that say, well, where's your degree in journalism? Where's your bachelor's in journalism, Tony? And, uh, you know, I've never... Uh, mocked a dead person by putting the wrong picture up in their thumbnail after they passed away. I've actually never had to file a retraction for one of my stories. So I guess it's not having a journalism major one, having a journalism major zero. And not just the wrong picture, somebody that used to work for you in that building for a long, long time. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Imagine being that bad at your job and then demanding that your employer also needs to pay for your phone and needs to pay you all of this extra money when no one's subscribing to you. You're a trash publication. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.